Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, universe. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly. Okay. We are going to discuss our ACO club today with our ERICOP journal we had through the years, and we're going to bring that back for time travelers, dwellers, wanderers, ETs, aliens, all the people are citizens of the universe and universes that may be coming and going. And being that we've been out of body near-death experiencers and talk about life after life, I'd like to have Richard T. Knight discuss some uh, ideas about the different dimensions and how we all share uh, life together, or at least the life I've recently found out are sorry are in uh, my realm, even my dogs and cats they I got live with a dog and cat, but things aren't exactly the way they may appear based on our filters, our biases, our perceptions. And how we may be in denial of what really is, or just because we live in our own bubble. And I had to learn what Cinderella complex was when I was young and married, and my life didn't turn out as the perfect marriage with my children and husband. So we're going to talk about being in the now in all the dimensions because we're realizing that when we go to sleep, we go into lucid dreams or into other dimensions that we, in the Middle East, they've been talking about this, and they call it the Akasha, the fifth, with the band. Uh, they call it length, width, depth, time. But they also teach the four dimensions with space and essence. And so there's all types of spiritual teachers out there. But we're working with the main key code in the cosmos. I wrote the book on knowing cosmology, if you're interested, I think that's a really decent way to get into the introduction. And uh, this metaphysics is the, the word that's kept me going all these years besides God and angels and the supernatural and the mysteries. So Richard T. Knight has joined me not only on Wednesdays but Sundays. But Richard, uh, you know, I believe we all are – going to be helping each other get to this other side and you have uh, you and I are just beginning our journey on the planet together but we may have past lives and I'd like to ask you if you could discuss your idea you know in science some say 10 dimensions and others say there's nine others say 11 but I would like to get everyone that wants to discuss it with us and Wednesdays is a good metaphysical day if people want to look up their subjects. But could you help us a little bit on this dimensions? And then we've got – I'm put on the end of this little description about the TV show, Debris, that just came out. So do you want to help? Sure. Try to – however you think is best. And then we can always use refer to that movie uh, or that TV series for NBC. All right. Thank you. Go right ahead. I'm going to put me on mute. You want to introduce a little bit about yourself, though? Sure. 
Uh, this is Dr. Richard T. Knight. I have doctorates in theology, divinity, religious science, and metaphysics. Uh, I have been a spiritual journeyer, on a spiritual journey ever since I entered this life. I was born with 14 senses instead of five. So if you take the clear senses that equate to all of your five physical senses, then you have an understanding that there's a psychic sense that's equivalent to, you know, your sight, your hearing, your touch, your feeling, and also even your taste, okay? And in addition to that, I could levitate and I could make objects move with my mind, and then in turn I could also read minds, and I was very, very highly intuitive, and I could also heal minor injuries, you know, like minor cuts and stuff. All I had to do was wave my hand across it, either on myself or other children at the time. Um, I was also a savant of languages at the age of five. I could speak, read, write, and understand, completely comprehending 14 different languages, which proved to be of great um, assistance to me, simply because uh, when I was in a Catholic boarding school, they didn't know what to do with me. They thought I was the son of the devil, so they would send me upstairs in another building to a library that had thousands of books, and most of the books were written in different languages. So I was an adventurer and a seeker of truth and have always been a seeker of truth, and my other um, main drive basically has always been to assist other people. And, of course, I've assisted people from the legal perspective. Uh, I'm a retired civil criminal investigator and also a paranormal investigator. I've had numerous, numerous, uh, so many experiences in the supernatural and the paranormal field that I can't even count them all. Um, and, of course, as TJ said, I have also died and come back at the age of 14. I was legally declared dead for 33 minutes, and I went before the face of God, or what I perceived God was at that time, who opened the book of life and showed me my life up until the age of 14. And then he told me, even in certain terms, there had been a lot of things that I had guaranteed and promised to do, and I had yet to accomplish, and therefore I was to come back to earth. And, of course, when I reentered my body, my body had not been sealed closed, and the nurse that was applying the tag to my toe actually screamed and fainted, and fortunately there was another nurse in the room, and she pushed me down on the gurney, um, and therefore the surgeon was called forth, and they sewed me closed. Um, well, ironically, for the next <clears throat> week while I recovered in the hospital itself, uh, God showed me the entirety of everything that was to happen to me in my life. And then on Friday of that week, all of that knowledge was taken from me simply because God said, well, what is the reason to give you all of that knowledge? Because then in turn you would have such a grave edge that you would already know everything that was about to transpire before you experienced it. And so what would be the point of your life? You would feel rather bored and really, you know, as though you're not really accomplishing anything other than you're living through a movie, and that's about it. Now also understand that on the purely spiritual level, I am what they would classify as a celestial healer, which means that basically in regards to um, spiritual awareness, in regards to spiritual consciousness, I dwell within the realm directly what you would call uh, before the, the presence of God. In other words, uh, I am a celestial being, which means that I am beyond cosmology and I am beyond galaxies and universes and all that and in, in direct contact with the creative circle of the presence of God or the source of all. Now, I know that that's quite a statement to make. However, I do know also that when I was brought into this particular lifetime, um, of which I also have about a thousand memories of other lifetimes on this particular planet, uh, that I was told that I was called upon 
universally to heal universes at any one given moment or space-time continuum, etc., etc., and that I was having to be assigned specifically to the planet Earth simply because Earth's civilization and uh, human race were so out of balance uh, and there was so much negative influence from other alien beings and there was positive influences. However, uh, we definitely needed to tip the scales so that basically positivity and unconditional love would in turn begin to create such an influence that it would be overwhelming and derive a positive effect in the future time, which we are now in the process of living. Okay, so we are definitely in the Ascension Age, um, and I came in from the 16th dimension. I'm aware that there are at least 28 dimensions, and there could be a whole lot more than that. Uh, so let us slap on our seat belts. We're about to go on kind of a roller coaster ride because I'm going to give you a brief introduction to at least the first 14 dimensions. And you have to understand that dimensions are nothing more than the changing of vibration and frequency of your conscious awareness on a spiritual level, okay? So basically you could say that our consciousness as human beings is basically mentally and electromagnetically derived by the electrical stimulus that, you know, takes place within our brain. And not only that, but our minds also perceive all that goes, around, goes on around us and also helps to create everything that goes on around us as well. Um, and, of course, this brings us back to kind of a responsibility issue because, you know, I was programmed at a very early age to believe that God was responsible and the driving force behind all that happens. Well, in a manner of speaking, that's, as a theologian, that's very true because God is the creative source of all of creation. However, at the same time, when we start talking a race of beings such as human humanity or, you know, mankind, then we are talking about given individuals who are spiritually aware and spiritually conscious and do have divine consciousness within their spiritual being or their spiritual essence, and yet at the same time, they are also human beings and have a human consciousness, and therefore we are granted free will and the freedom to choose for ourselves what we do and don't perceive, what we do and don't experience, etc., etc., etc. So the responsibility for what happens to us to a large extent actually rests squarely on our shoulders. And this is very, very important because with that responsibility laying squarely on our shoulders, it also opens the panorama, panorama before us of endless possibility. Because like uh, Teresa was saying, you know, we have lucid dreams, we have vivid dreams, and we also astrally project. And the astral plane is just one of 16 different dimensions, okay, that one can transfer and raise above or rise to, or its time again is illusory other than the fact that it is only in a narrow straight line in regards to the past, the present, and the future as far as we as human beings are concerned. When you go outside of this dimension, time becomes a circular motion so that in fact, from a quantum physics standpoint, you have both the past, the present, and the future all transpiring at the same moment side by side with each other. And it makes good sense when you think about it because naturally any past experience would in turn create your present moment and your present moment and past experience combined would lead to what is going to become your future. In other words, you know, all our hopes and dreams are naturally what we, we actually project them into the universe as our future 
that we would like to experience and the universe as long as we match the vibration of those things that we're asking for or thinking about the universe matches those vibrations and actually uh, allows us and assists us in creating those experiences so here we are we're going to start out primarily in the third dimension okay our 3d world naturally is dualistic in other words we have light and darkness we have right and wrong we have good and evil and all kinds of different dualities because there is an equal and opposite thing or an equal and opposite circumstance or an equal and opposite reaction to all that we do okay now being fully responsible and taking the responsibility for all that we experience rather than placing that responsibility outside of ourselves in a manner of speaking you're talking about taking back your own personal power okay you have to understand that on a spiritual level we are divine beings who were created in perfect likeness to the source of all creation or mother and father God or whatever your perceptions may be because the perception is not important what is important is that you acknowledge that there's a source of creation outside of yourself that is even more powerful than you have become and that it in, in actuality it sustains you through unconditional love without judgment without bias without discrimination without any kind of hidden agenda or anything of that nature okay and of course I am I am what you would classify as a religious expert why because I have studied all the religions of the world all the traditions all the various paths um, that get you into organized religion and in addition to that I have also traveled and spent a great deal of many years as an initiate in the magical or mystical side of things okay so I have studied Buddhism and Zen and Taoism and these are all very spiritually centered paths in comparison to what we would say Christianity is other than the fact that Christianity does have one major advantage and that is it gives us the example of Christ who was born a regular man but yet at the age of 33 became God realized so if we're talking about a human being whose spiritual consciousness completely descends within their human consciousness and the two merge they become a godlike figure because now they're God conscious or the direct connection between them and God is so cemented and so strong that they are like a God presence walking among us okay and that's where I put Christ upon because he stepped past the age of being a prophet which he came into the earth to fulfill all the prophecies all right of the ancient the Old Testament and all that and to create a new covenant with mankind and say look you know I am here and you are all my brothers and sisters yet I will teach you in parables because at that point in time I mean you're talking 2,000 years ago you see people had a different mindset and they used a different terminology etymology uh, a reference of words and so forth with various meanings which of course in 2,000 years we have changed our dialogue and our etymology or word reference so many times it's not funny even metaphysics itself which is a grand umbrella because it covers all kinds of different information all right you have everything that's supernatural that falls within a scope you have everything that is uh, paranormal that falls within a scope you have all that is uh, spiritual that falls within a scope and even to some degree various traditions of religion because there are mystical sides to each and every given path of religion that is out there it is only a matter of seeking the knowledge and the truth that lies on the inside that produced the outward path that became a organized religion I mean you know for example if you're talking Catholicism I would refer you to 
the Jesuits, all right? The Jesuits were an order that were fully initiated into the rites of divineness. There are certain secret masses that can be held that basically bring down the, the power of the Holy Spirit upon the person that is evoking it and transmutes them in lots of different ways. And therefore, you could say that at least for a few minutes, or whatever given time it happens to be, they are similar to Christ in the fact being that the Holy Spirit dwells within their consciousness and elevates their vibration and their frequency so that in turn they also vibrate with the creative source of God. Okay, And so the Jesuits are like the secret order that went around proselytizing Catholicism all around the globe, all right? And they went into lots of traditions of civilizations and lots of countries and everything else, and they proselytized Catholicism so that in turn, Catholicism, which means the word itself, meaning universal, in turn brought forward a tremendous millions and millions of followers all over the, all over the earth, okay? Now, of course, Buddhism is the same way. There are at least a dozen different branches of Buddhism. You have Zen Buddhism. You have Tibetan Buddhism, of which I am a particular follower. Okay, uh, I followed the Vajrayana path, which in Vajra, Vajrayana meaning instant enlightenment or the lightning path. Okay, And I want you to understand this because, you see, I want you to grasp fully that the only obstacles or limitations that you have as a given being are those that you set before yourself. And if you think about it real hard, okay, like for example, I'll give you a very practical example, all right? Let's say you read of a job in the newspaper and you really, really have your heart set on that job and you say, goodness me, I would have such a pleasure and such happiness and fulfillment doing that particular job, okay? And you go about and you make an inquiry and you send an application in and you wait of course, all this is done electronically now. It used to be all paper, and then you had to deliver it and all this kind of different things, which was a whole lot slower, of course. But now, of course, it's all done on the Internet or in cyberspace, all right? And you apply for the job, and they set you – if they like your resume and all that, they set you up for an interview, all right? Okay, it's the day before the interview, all right? And all of a sudden, you're having – anxiety or anxiousness, okay? And this anxiousness is saying, oh, no, they're not going to hire me for this job. I'm not qualified enough, or I'm not, I don't have the skills that it requires. And you have all these different self-doubts. Well, believe it or not, your self-doubts are actually canceling your application and actually canceling all feasible chances that you have for acquiring that job simply because the universe is reading your energy and vibration and saying, well, on the one hand, they're asking for this job, and in the next hand, they're saying, no, they don't want it because they're having all these doubts about themselves and saying that they're not qualified enough or they don't have the skills required to do that job. Okay, so the next day you go to the interview, all right, and you're trying to put all this doubt and anxiety behind you, but here's the thing. When you're in an interview situation, all right, the person that is interviewing you is reading your body language, and they're reading your mental prose, and they're reading your mental presentation, okay? And so naturally, as you answer their questions and everything, they're going to assess you, and if you're nervous and you're a little bit full of doubt, okay, they are going to dismiss you as a valid candidate because you don't have the confidence that you need to present to them that you could do the job, all right? And every other situation and every other occurrence in life, it's the same way, all right? You make the choice. You decide for yourself other, whether you want to be in the third dimension or whether you want to be in the fourth dimension. Now, the third dimension, as I described, of course, is our three-dimensional world. It's dualistic, 
Sorry about that. Anyway, um, it is dualistic in nature, and of course, we have free will, and this free will gives us endless possibilities. So anyway, um, in, the third in the third dimension, of course, our reality is materialistic. Everything we work around and everything we look around and interact with is all material in structure and signif of significance in that regards. And then, of course, we have nature, which is basically, you could say, the presence of God before us, because all of these plants and trees and so on and so forth are completely dynamically alive, and they support themselves without the necessity of our intervention. All right? Whereas everything that is material around us that we, are, we as a race have created is upon us for structural soundness and interactions on very various uh, different levels of interaction and so forth. So, if we step from the third dimension to the fourth dimension, okay, you are transiting, in other words, you have, you have arrived, you have raised your vibrations so that in turn, your conscious awareness has expanded out to encompass the fourth dimension in addition to the three dimensions you normally are living in, all right? The fourth dimension is basically like the opening of the door, and you step through it, and you begin to have inner peace, and you begin to have happiness, and you begin to have uh, an awareness that all of these are states of being and not things you should be chasing after in the material world because there are states of being that are already re residing within you. Okay, So any, anything in the outside world that gives you happiness and so on and so forth is only a validation of what you already possess. And that's just all it is meant to be, all right? So the fourth dimension expands your awareness, raises your frequency, not a whole lot, but a, a, enough that, you know, there will be times that you will experience vivid dreams and you'll be precognitive of events that are coming at you in, and you'll be forewarned that they're about to happen and all this kind of thing. And this all transpires pretty much in the fourth dimension, all right? And again, keep in mind that the dimensions themselves are only the raising or differentiation between vibration and frequency, because when it all comes down to the fact of the matter, you are beings of electromagnetic spiritual energy, constantly cycling around in a circle, all right? And you have absolute, complete consciousness and awareness wherever you wish to put that consciousness and awareness towards so that in turn your perception levels change as you change frequency and vibration. So you go to the fourth dimension and now you're aware that the, the peace and the harmony and the happiness and the joy that you've spent a good portion of your life trying to achieve because you felt that, you know, you wanted, you desired to have your twin flame or your perfect mate or you desired to have the perfect job or the perfect home or the perfect environment through, in which you would work. All of these things that you've been chasing after, you already had. The difference being you never gave yourself permission fully to possess them, all right? So your inner state of peace, your inner state of happiness, and your inner state of well-being have always been dwelling within you, all right? So um, the fourth dimension, like I said, is basically an expansion of awareness, all right? When you begin to walk through the door and you begin to get handed the keys of true manifestation and authenticness in regards to exactly who you are and that you are a spiritual being having a human experience and not a human 
chasing after a spiritual experience. So in other words, you could say, in a manner of speaking, for thousands of years, we've been chasing things around backwards because we were always of the perception that we were human beings and everything in the material world was the end of all things. This was the created reality in which we dwell, and this was the limitation that was put upon us as beings of earth so that we would observe and interact and experience and all that good thing. When in actuality, as a divine immortal being, okay, coming first, you then have that connectedness to the creative source and the universe and so on and so forth. And so you are looking outward at everything that, that lies before you from a spiritual perspective rather than purely from a mental perspective. So your awareness is spiritual first and then human consciousness second instead of human consciousness trying to ascertain a spiritual awareness, which, of course, there are thousands and thousands of paths out there. None of them are any wiser. None of them are any better. None of them are any less than, than any of the others because they are all equal simply because they all lead to the same place, and that is the creative source that created us all. So we have... Transited now to the fourth dimension. You are beginning to, to feel uh, your awareness expands. You are beginning to have aha moments or recognitions of truth when you read books or when you happen to watch a given movie or even in conversation when you're talking to a given person. All of these different things are occurring to you because you have expanded your awareness. All right? So in expanding your awareness, you raise your vibration and you raise your frequency. So now we are transiting into the fifth dimension, all right? Now understand that the earth that we live upon is also a spiritual being that is quite alive, okay? And she feels everything that we have done to her and everything, you know, all the various environments that we have changed drastically, all of the darn uh, cement topping and all the blacktop and all the freeways and all the roads that are paved and all the houses and all the, all the buildings and, and all these different things that we have put forth in turn, of course, um, are weighing down upon the surface of the earth. Well, the surface of the earth, of course, is saying, well, I'm going to rebel because I don't like all this stuff compacting me. So I'm going to send kind of like a wake-up call to mankind and I'm going to produce a volcano. Okay, And, of course, as you know, the Hawaiian Islands are basically created by volcanoes. And even they, even they themselves have volcanoes either on their surface or just beneath the surface of the islands themselves. Okay, And, of course, there are also volcanoes on the ring, which is in depth between three continents. Okay, And there are five hot spots, you could say. And these hot spots are energetic centers that are similar to volcanoes because when they erupt, they create drastic changes by the collision of the shelf of all of the tectonic plates that basically allow the earth that is buoyant on the water surface of the earth, and they collide with each other, and of course this in turn creates uh, sometimes it creates hurricanes, sometimes it creates tsunamis, sometimes it can create tornadoes, uh, sometimes it can create all kinds of, uh, you know, very drastically earth-changing events simply because this is the earth attempting to um, change her surface, okay, or rebel against the surface that mankind has created on her. So, 
as an intelligent being, she herself has decided that she wants to go back to a time where there wasn't all this construction, a construction on her surface, that rather, you know, it was covered in woods and forests and mountains and nothing but beauty in all aspects that the eye can perceive, all right? And she has raised her vibration and her frequency. Now, herein comes timelines, all right? We refer to timelines as lines of energy that create positive possibilities or endless possibilities even um, in regards to experiences that can be transited through a given period of time, all right? So, we are now transiting, the earth herself has transited into the fifth dimension, all right? The fifth dimension is basically like where there is peace and it is, it is so peaceful to an extent that peace cannot be disturbed, okay? There is complete and utter harmony. There is no war. There is no pestilence. There is no illness. There is no disease. There is no disharmony. There is no longer a, a, a duality per se because there's only one unity and that unity is the creative source of all in expression by divine right the expression of Gaia, the earth herself, in perfected form. So this, you could say in a matter of speaking, it's like going back to the Garden of Eden, where the garden was perfect, okay? There was nothing but trees and woods and, and, and all this kind of different forestry and, and all these different plants and all these different uh, fruits and all this kind of things to eat and all this other kind of stuff. And, of course, there were animals aplenty, all right? So... The earth herself has transited into the fifth dimension. So now we have come to an epic point in mankind's evolution, and man is being asked by divine will whether you wish to stay in the third dimension or whether you wish to raise your vibration and transit it first through the fourth and then on into the fifth dimension. Now, here's the thing, all right? Our perception, as far as our eyes are concerned, and as far as our energetic state of being, we are limited as to exactly how much of reality or how many dimensions we can perceive in our normal human physical selves. Now, if you had been born with 14 senses, you are automatically open to the seventh dimension. All right? Why? Because in the seventh dimension, you could say that is the space in which we physically cross over. In other words, when our material selves begin to deteriorate to the extent that our spiritual selves and our spiritual essence, which animates the body, no longer wants to keep track of that vessel, no longer wants to be uh, stuck in that vessel, per se. All right? So they lift the spiritual essence out of the vessel, and the vessel dies, but the spiritual essence, which is immortal, continues on and crosses over from the third to the fourth to the fifth to the sixth and on to, into the seventh dimension. Now, it is said that the seventh dimension is only a few feet above us. It is said that the seventh dimension actually is overlaid on top of us. So that, in fact, our spiritual entities, such as our loved ones, our friends, our ancestors, are all actually running among us, but we cannot see them simply because our perceptive mind is programmed to only perceive things within the three dimensions. In which we reality, in which our reality, and we entertain our perception or perceive our perception to be. So, if the Earth is going into 5D, all right, and where we cross over or go into our next exit point, as it sometimes is related to, or in other words, a death experience where the body dies and the spirit changes its essence in spiritual formation and awareness 
from an energetic state from one form to another form, all right? So you're talking about your spirit going from the physical body into being nothing but a spiritual essence. And this spiritual essence is going to gravitate towards the dimension it is most frequently familiar with and it feels at home with, okay? And so we cross over to the other side. And, of course, the other side has a 1,001 different names, all right? But the fact of the matter is you continue on because you cannot be killed because there is no death. Why? Because death, the word itself, means nothing more than change, okay? So you go on, and your spirit gravitates to the seventh dimension, and in the seventh dimension you find all of your loved ones, for the most part, those who, of course, who have not already re 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 turned themselves or reincarnated per se in another baby form so that in turn they can manifest and have yet another physical life here on earth okay now also understand that this period of time of the evolution that your spirit undertakes from gaining all the wisdom and the experience and the knowledge that you had given towards a one specific life which of course the Akashic record has made an entire record of all right for your review once you are removed unto the seventh dimension all right um, you are healed you are made whole and your consciousness suddenly becomes aware of the entirety of consciousness of the entirety of creation itself you are all of a sudden a being that is no longer tied to a physical entity or a physical form. Now you are nothing but spirit, and you are free to come and go as you so choose with endless possibilities. All right? So that would mean, very frankly, that no one ever dies, and we never actually lose anyone. Why? Because they are only a couple of vibration levels above us to the extent that we cannot perceive them in our regular rational mental perception. All right? Now, of course, if you're psychic, intuitive, or you're gifted with clairaudience, you would actually hear spirits, okay? Clairsentience, you would actually feel their presence, and so on in this regards, until, of course, you become an individual similar to me, which uh, I, I conceive myself to be clairomniscient, which means that I have the ability to understand, perceive, and recognize all forms of energy regardless of what they may be housed in okay so that would mean that yes I am cognizant or aware that there are extraterrestrials that there are alien beings of all kinds of races on all kinds of planets and all kinds of universes and so on and so forth and that of course mankind is, is not the center of creation alone rather that there are all kinds of species and, and races that have actually visited our earth and actually set up colonies here on earth and actually still walk among us including artificial intelligence even and so if that's the given case then naturally you would perceive what a lot of people refer to as ghosts which in actuality are spirits and the spirits are usually here for one of three reasons they either give you information they are attempting to get a message to a given individual who is still incarnate in the body, okay? They need help in having a crime solved because maybe they were murdered, all right? So they want their, their murder solved, and so they're willing to give information to investigators or police or law enforcement of some kind, and they are willing to help them resolve those cases by the body being found and the murder weapon being found, and then in turn, of course, the truth coming forward and the victim identifies in a manner of speaking the one that actually 
killed them by whatever means they may have used to do so, all right? And then in turn, thirdly, they actually take a divine role in watching over their loved ones, and they will make their presence known, okay? Sometimes they will remind us with a particular smell, like, for example, if they smoked pipe or they they wore a given perfume or something like that, then in turn... Those are instances where they are saying to you, hello, I am still here, I am still near you, I am still with you. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as you keep a person in your heart, that person is always alive and around you anyway, okay? But you also have to understand that they freely can hear you. So if you talk to them, even though there's no one there that you can see, they're still going to hear you because they're only a few dimensions away from where you are physically and they are vibrating at a frequency higher than yours, but they also have the competency and the willpower to perceive everything that you do in life. So, in a matter of speaking, you could say that they're, they're, that you're, they're, you become your guardian angel, even though it is also said that we are each given a guardian angel who watches over us during our lifetimes. So, um, we, we've covered the third, the fourth, the fifth, The sixth dimension is very much similar to the fourth dimension in that it prepares someone in the fifth dimension to cross on over to the seventh dimension, all right? And, of course, now, if you're transiting between your physical body and your physical body now lays dormant because your spirit is no longer animating it, you've already jumped from the third dimension to the seventh dimension, all right? Now, the higher you go in dimensions, the less and less physicality you experience because your only spiritual consciousness and energy that is involved in that given dimension. So, if you transit from the seventh dimension to the eighth dimension, all right, the eighth dimension is a state of bliss, it is a state of harmony, but it is experienced as a spiritual entity and not as a physical entity in any way, shape, or form. That is not to say you couldn't take physical form because you are certainly capable of doing anything that you want by divine right because, again, you have free will that was given to you as a spiritual essence or a spiritual entity. So as you transit up the dimensions, again, your frequency and vibration is changing. Now, if you look in retrospect, and let's say that you do all this transition to various dimensions while you are still incarnate in a physical body, well, then, of course, we are taught, and the mystery schools and so forth, and even the, the Buddhists and another, a number of other paths and traditions around the world will tell you, okay, you have a physical body. You have, an emotion, you have a mental body, you have an emotional body, you have an etheric body, you have a body of light, and you even have a diamond body, okay? And from your diamond body, you transit into pure spirit, where you have absolute control and awareness of all consciousness, and you are completely aligned with creation itself. There is nothing obstacle-wise that can stand before you because you are actually in complete flow and harmony with creation itself. And I would say that you probably experienced in that fully on the ninth dimension, all right? So each of the dimensions, again, you see, they actually uh, resonate fully with the various bodies that we have as human beings because we are not confined 
purely to the physical body that is encapsulated within our skin and our bones and our DNA, all right? And as you transit, there are also scientific changes that happen because right now uh, they are saying that we uh, operate from a physical cortex of three strands of DNA. Well, on a genetic scale and in a universal cosmology, you don't have just three strands of DNA. In, actual, in actuality, you have 15, okay? And the other 12 have been laying dormant for a very long time, waiting for you to awaken the spiritual essence that is within you or to give recognition of that spiritual essence within you. And as you do, and your vibration and frequency rises, you are leaving behind the carbon-based density that is the normal cell structure and atomic molecular structure within your physical being. So if you transit and you become, you know, active in seven or eight strands of DNA or 12 strands of DNA or even 15 strands of DNA, then in turn, your frequency and vibration on a physical level is going to be more in harmony with a much more advanced vibration and dimension than you experience in 3D because it is your density as a carbon-based unit and your lack of the willingness to evolve on a spiritual essence basis that is keeping you focused purely in 3D. So once you introduce, or rather you accept fully, and you allow your spiritual essence to take full control of your reality, then in turn your vibration and frequency rise, and you, tr you transit between your physical body to your mental body. And a lot, of people, a lot of people often use their physical body, mental body, and emotional body constantly because the mental and emotional states of being are things that we experience in our 3D reality. So you could say one is physical, one is mental, and one is emotional, and that is what comprises our physical reality in the three-dimensional world. Well, you transit beyond that into etheric light or etheric essence, okay? And now all of a sudden your consciousness has expanded and probably you've opened up who knows how many DNA strands because you see, there is no one right path and there is no one right way. The best perceivable path is what you declare to be the most right and the most in harmony with you. Because again, you see, there is no judgment. There is no right and wrong. There is no one above anyone else. There is no one below anyone else. It is all in harmony because we are all being pulled back to our created essence as spiritual entities that are immortals and co-creators of all that is and all that we can perceive, even all that we can imagine. Okay? So that given the fact, like I said, as you raise vibration and you raise frequency, you're allowing the uh, carbon-based matter, which consists of your body, to raise in frequency and raise its essence and in turn change its molecular and atomic structure until eventually you get to a point where, for example, you don't even have to eat, you don't have to sleep, all you need is a drink of water every now and then, and you're po perfectly satiated and you're perfectly fine as you're running around in your physical body doing whatever it is you want to do, and you have endless energy even though you're not sleeping. The reason being, you are in essence vibrating at a creative and divine rate that you are having creative particles of, a div of your divine essence penetrating and living in harmony within your physical self. And this in turn lifts your physical self until you reach the etheric stage. 
then you transit from your etheric stage to your light body, okay? As a light body, yes, you are in harmony now with angelic beings and other beings that are pure energy essence because, in a manner of speaking, they do not have a true bound body of any kind. Okay, yes, they can uh, appear to you as angels, or they can appear to you as extraterrestrials, or they can appear to you as other species, but they are not bound to those bodies, okay? They are very much aware in conscious expansion and in increased frequency and vibration, okay, so that in turn, um, they can become who they want to be whenever they want to be that given person, okay? This also... Um, we get glimpses of this in our vivid dreams, okay? Um, and we can oftentimes not only have a vivid dream where we see ourselves in the dream and so forth, but we can actually take control of what occurs in that dream, all right? And again, like I said before, this falls back to the teachings of Carlos Castanadas in the books about Don Juan, who was basically what you would call a spiritual traveler who invested his time and his energy in the dream state to the extent that he actually created reality out of his dream state into his conscious world around him. So the dream state and the conscious world, awakened, awakened conscious world around him actually became the same. And that's quite an accomplishment in and of itself. But again, you see, that's just one given path and that's just one example, all right? So as we exceed or illumine ourselves in more knowledge, more wisdom, more experience, we increase the vibration and the frequency and we lessen the density of our physical selves. And as the density of our physical selves lessens, we exude lighter and lighter molecular and atomic structure until we assume a light body. And when we have a light body, we no longer have illness or disease or any of these mental hang-ups of any kind because those are all eradicated because they are not in harmony with one's light body, okay? So the light body, you would say, maybe resonates within the 10th dimension, all right? And, I, and I'm saying maybe simply because you have to understand I have already evolved as a spiritual being, and I came to this earth from the 16th dimension. So I may not be able to elucidate particularly all the singular differences between all of the given dimensions, but I can elucidate you in regards to sharing the information of how the various stages of gradation happen with your physical self and how in harmony you become more and more consciously aware by raising your vibration and raising your frequency, and then in turn you advance to a light body and then from a light body into a diamond body. Now, I would say that Christ himself probably exuded the energy of a, of, an, of a diamond body, if not above. Why? Because he became less of a man and more of a God. And, and I mean this from conscious aspect and awareness aspect and also flowing in the harmony of creation itself. So therefore, he could, he could create miracles at the, at the you know, wave of his hand and so forth because he spoke the miracles into presence in the manifestation that was experienced by thousands before him in the physical world in which he shared their reality. So if you get up beyond the 10th dimension, you don't even need a diamond body. Uh, 
now you are pure spirit and pure essence, okay? And here you are not tied to any kind of physical being whatsoever, but you actually can become any physical body at any given moment in any given reality, whether it be here on Earth, whether it be on another planet, whether it be in another civilization, whether it be in another solar system, whether it be in another universe, and so on and so forth. And again, it's all based on frequency and vibration. Otherwise, we relate to it as tones and musical notes because even our music resonates in various tones in harmony with various frequencies and vibrations. And this has been proven over and over and over again, longstanding by science. And you will know the difference because if you listen to a song and the song makes you joyously happy inside, guess what? You've now joined the frequency that's being produced by that song. And molecularly on an atomic level, this joy has now joined the inside of you or the inner being that dwells within you. And that is why this song is making you happy or to feel joy. And the exact opposite is also true. If you're listening to the blues and all of a sudden you become very uh, down or very uh, sentimental to the extent that, you know, you're uh, mourning or you're wishing someone was there that you've lost or you're grieving or any of these processes, those are all the opposites of joy Okay, they are the flip side of the coin, you could say. And again, this is duality. This is this is the reality in which we vibrate and we frequently manifest in a three-dimensional world. So you keep going up and you keep going up. All right. And now I will relate this to chakras. And the reason I relate it to chakras is because we have 15 energy centers that are assigned to us as given human beings. Okay. So. We will start with the feet chakras. The feet chakras are directly related to the earth frequency and unto Mother Earth herself or Gaia, the intelligence and the being that dwells as the essence of the earth. And it is an intelligent being that radiates kind of like Mother Earth, all right? She controls the surface of the earth, and she's in harmony with nature, and nature and the earth in turn also are in harmony with each other. And, of course, the forces of nature, which, of course, are the winds and the rains and the, all, the, all the different kinds of storms that we have and all of this kind of thing, you could say, is Mother Nature's work as well as in conjunction with Mother Earth. All right? So then you move upward from the feet and you move upward to the uh, root chakra. Okay? The root chakra is the base of all your financial well-being, all of your creativity, all of your sexuality, and a lot of your imagination. The reason being that it is sequestered and it joins and brings up the energy of the earth and the energy of Mother Nature into your physical being, okay? And then you move up from there and you go to your um, navel, all right? And your navel is basically all that you have experienced here in life and all that you are willing to create in life for yourself, now, understand that each of these chakras, and I'm not going to go into complete utter detail about them, but they all resonate with a specific color, okay, and color itself is also a frequency. They also have a particular sound or a particular name, all right, and they all vibrate or cycle in one direction, either um, 
counterclockwise or clockwise, depending on which particular chakra it is, okay? And these energy centers are always with you, have always been with, with you and a part of you, and basically resonate, and they also generate your auric field or your, the electromagnetic field that is around you energetically 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. All right, And the chakras are very important simply because if your chakras become in full enlightened, in enlightened stage and in harmony with your spiritual essence, okay, we go from the, root, the feet chakras to the root chakra to the navel chakra to the solar plexus, all right, which is basically dead in the center of your chest. And then the solar plexus in turn basically is the joining of the earthly self to the spiritual self. This is where your physical essence and your spiritual essence begin to radiate in harmony and begin to interact with each other, okay? And then you go from there to your heart chakra, okay? Well, you should also know that in addition to your heart chakra, you also have a higher heart. And they say, of course, theosophically and mystically in all kinds of different languages, and even metaphysically, that your higher heart resonates with the very essence of God themselves, and that all you have to do is open an energetic door between your heart, your higher heart and your lower heart, and you become Im imbued with unconditional love. And that unconditional love flows directly from you, from you to God, and God directly back to you in a continuous motion. Okay? Now, the higher heart is not a, recognized as a chakra because it is not a traditional energy center found in the body, but it is a chakra that is radiating in your etheric self, okay? So that's why there is no physicality to that particular um, higher heart. Rather, it is etheric in nature, okay? So it's at a higher vibration. And so, yes, this is oftentimes reached by meditation, which is reached through a quieting of the mind and a complete, intense, utter pinpoint focus on reaching into that portion of yourself and bringing it forward. And, of course, you know, in Christian ethos, you would say that the person is reborn because they have brought Christ or that unconditional love into their lives and into their consciousness and their awareness and experience it 24-7, 365 days a year. So that is what a rebirth, as one example, could be uh, likened to. So then you move on from your, solar, uh, your, your heart chakra up to your throat chakra. Your throat chakra is the essence of all communication, all right? The things you want to say, the things you have said, the things you should have said, the things you didn't say and wanted to say, all different kinds and forms of communication. And you have to understand now that the human voice itself can create tones and can create music and expression by singing, okay? And also getting down to the rudimentary tones themselves and also produce what we refer to as light language, or it is a language that, that has an essence and a created form that resonates at a higher octave and a higher frequency and a higher vibration beyond what man normally speaks, okay? And the light language is, is done in recognition of the ascended masters, in, in recognition of angels or angelic beings, in recognition of other people that you recognize as being part of your tribe or part of your spirit group or part of your soul group, however you want to call it, okay? 
So then you move beyond the throat chakra and you go up to the, the brow chakra or otherwise known as the third eye. Okay? And in the third eye, of course, herein dwells your intuition and your telepathy and your telepathic abilities, your precognitive abilities and all of this. And these are the result of three things that actually physically reside in your brain, okay? You have the pineal gland, then you have a gland that, uh, and I, I don't remember at the top of my head at the moment, the gland that flows between your pineal and your pituitary gland, and it is inside, physically inside the brain, can be measured electronically, magnetically, and of course it is visible with MRIs and CTs and all of these kind of different picture devices and so forth, that, of course, MRIs are a magnetic resonance imaging, okay? So it's taking a magnetically resonating picture of what is going on inside your brain, all right? A CT is a CAT scan, all right? And again, this is measuring the electronic or electrical impulses coming off of your brain and it can be used to designate any part of harmony within the body or disharmony within the body and also within the brain all right so then you go past that system of perception all right which includes of course your physical eyes because our eyes basically perceive everything that we see around us which again colors are vibrations okay they are foundations on a molecular atomic scale that say, okay, this building is now resonating at this frequency and this vibration. It happens to be brown, or it happens to be gray, or it happens to be silver, or it happens to be gold. And the higher and more infused light frequencies, the higher the vibration that particular building or that particular place has, okay? And, of course, then you could re relate that to oxygenation and, of course, elevation and you experiencing many different things on many different le levels as you go up in elevation, whether it be through a mountain or whether it be on a plane. And, again, this is an experience of frequencies and vibrations that are existent in our stratosphere and our atmosphere and all of this good thing, okay? So then you move on to your crown chakra, okay? The crown chakra is the eminence between your higher self or your spiritual essence and your physical body. It is the first step of imbuing yourself with the cosmic energy of creation or basically becoming attuned and receptive to the universe itself. Then you go from your crown chakra to the 11th chakra. The 11th chakra is the energetic basis of creating all of the physical chakras that I just named in complete alignment and complete harmony so that now you actually are transiting within the flow of the universe itself, okay? You go up to the 12th chakra and therefore you actually have a voice and you are speaking creation into existence and creation is in harmony with you and therefore you are instantly manifesting things, all right? Then you go on to the 13th chakra, and the 13th chakra is the first step between your divine consciousness completely unlimited and what your perceptual overview is of your respondents as an individual within a universal corridor of creation itself, all right? So you go on to your 13th chakra, and that 
begins to send vibrational frequencies between not only you and the universe, but you and the source of creation themselves, okay? Then you go on to your 14th chakra, and that is a, a revised revision of the frequency. It is an attunement. It is an alignment. It is a complete frequency, and to give you an assimilation, that would be where your diamond body actually resides, is in your 14th chakra. Okay, so naturally you're going to have all different strands of DNA activated and frequencies and vibrations are going to be completely in alignment and completely different from a normal human being because you're going to vibrate at a different frequency. And so some people will see you and some people won't. Why? Because your vibration and frequency have arisen to such a degree you're no longer strictly a carbon-based unit. Instead, you are now a being of awareness that can create in an instant anything that they wish to manifest and anything that they wish to perceive or anything situational-wise that they wish to experience, okay? Then you go on from there to your 15th chakra, and here is the conjoinment between your higher self or your spiritual self and your actual consciousness as a human being. This is where your divine consciousness comes in, and now not only are you in the flow of energetic creation, but now you are also in association with the omniverse and the creation of God mind or the consciousness of God. Been informative. Of course, you are welcome to contact me or T uh, Teresa in regards to all the various uh, training videos we have and the YouTube videos that Teresa has created and all the books that Teresa has written in this format and all the upcoming books that shall actually be given um, into written form and into very, very specific and very, very more detailed creativity in the future. So, how was that, Teresa? That was pretty good. We stayed right with it. I couldn't have got a, a breath in edgewise if I wanted to. <laughs> I know you broke once, maybe, but I was going to come on, but I was muted, and by the time I got to the mute button and back on, you were already, so I just went, okay, let them go. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, that was uh, you know, almost, that was about an hour's worth of Wow. Narration. I wasn't timing it, and I was just going with the flow because, you know, when you start talking dimensions and how many there are, uh, the reality is, you know, that there are at least a dozen. There could easily be three dozen. There could be five dozen. There could be a thousand because when it comes to dimensional frequency and vibration, the possibilities are endless. And we well, have given earthlings. About... Yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. You were, I, well, I was I just going to say that we as given earthlings, once you become completely consciously aware of all that there is, because you've expanded your awareness out as far as you can possibly make it, possibility is absolutely endless. And, you know, the ability to, to reason and the ability to communicate on so many given levels with so many different beings of so many different origins that it's, it's just mind-blowing to a large extent. Well, now I'd like to talk about um, – this is going to be really good that we'll keep here, you know, in our series, folks. Uh, and we're going to ask uh, Richard to help us with our ERICOP, which actually stands for Education Research Association Community Online Press, <laughs> our community online people. Wow, but, uh, what a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why we abbreviate it. Looks like Ericop. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Debris, the TV series uh, that seems to have some pretty good ratings. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it says that the release date was March 21st, 2021, and uh, being filmed in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, the stars are Rianne Steele and Jonathan Tucker. Um, I can't see the other name, but I'm just looking at the short on NBC. Uh, it's uh, sort of like A Man and Woman X-Files, which I just dearly love X-Files. Uh, you know, all of that. I like Supernatural and X-Files. And folks, I don't know if you, you're into my niche, but uh, it's the Supernatural Paranormal Desk in the intelligence world. <laughs> so. Uh, in the Christian world, they still say supernatural, but, you know, in the Catholic world and all that, they know that we have mysteries and magical parts of God are the source or the entity that is all-encompassing, we say, way before the Big Bang. But uh, there's a lot of extraterrestrials out there, and we're just now, as of 2020, it uh, seemed to be that those of us that were working with the Ascended Masters uh, were, al- were allowed to know of a time light. And believe it or not, a lot of people still see the symbols and the stars and astrology, and that was only one of the many schools. And I've got a beads here for 33. And my daughter was really big on the number 33 and sharing 33 mystery schools. And we use a lot of numbers, and a lot of people think of math and that everything is mathematics, including a lot of Hyperion people. I don't know if you follow uh, any of that, but the Debris TV show that I wanted to mention, it's only premiered this month, so, you know, this will be here for archives, but the real show has interested me, and I'm hoping it's going to keep my interest, but I asked Richard if he saw it as well. Now, there's a, a, I'm not going to ruin it for you because Each episode is eye candy for those that are in the science fiction world like me. But uh, we're really introducing other dimensions and extraterrestrial ships and beings. And it's introducing to our conscious, our, our critical mass consciousness, those things that we always knew existed but we were afraid to approach, including a type of dimension that can come and go, and it's almost like a force shield uh, that is part of this debris. Now, why they named it debris, which is so different than X-Files, I'm sure for a good reason, because the debris is the parts of a, a spaceship. And I haven't seen the first beginning. Richard, did you watch the premiere? Did you say you've seen all of them? How did the ship split up into different pieces or it just exploded and they haven't got there yet? Uh, I didn't see the premiere. so I'm only I, don't, like two I, I don't know that they actually gave you the whole gist of what was occurring yeah. other than they did show a spaceship very, very briefly and it was entering the atmosphere and of course uh, on an atomic and a molecular level it basically just blew up or, or, or scattered into thousands of parts. And, of course, these thousands of parts are located all in all kinds of different places on the Earth, and they don't even know exactly how to track these parts other than after the fact of realizing that they, they're located in a specific area because there's all kinds of weird things going on in that area atmospherically. 
Well, it's it's getting pretty good ratings, folks, uh, if you'd like to work with me on Rotten Tomatoes uh, for the episodes. But let's see, it has episode one, it says two agents from two different continents and two different mindsets must work together to investigate when wreckage from a destroyed alien spacecraft has mysterious effects on humankind. Now, that's just the basic, simple you know, episode description like I do my radio shows, but, you know, there's a little more than viewing the details. So it's it's something if you'd like to follow with us and help us on the, the tomato meter. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's a uh, tomato meter, yes. But uh, those of you that like to help us with all that we're talking about, you know, we like to talk about it and how it can help us but we go to relax our minds because they're on so much i don't know if y'all are deep thinkers i know i am but i'll go when i've gotten enough of having to work on hosting or you know web developing or creating or you know i'll go watch one of these to relax so i just happened on this and I'm, I'm just telling you that this is – if you all know of anything else out there right now, Richard, is there anything else in the sci-fi or paranormal community that you'd like to mention? I, I Right now, I see well, I watch like Survivor, yep. but that's not science fiction. I like to watch humans, um, you know, the humanoids or however you say, carbon-based units, as to how they will uh, survive among each other and how they – become teams and groups and be loyal to each other to make it to the uh, incentive is money, which on this planet is probably the best incentive there is, right? So I like that. But go ahead. Is there another one or anyone that you can think of that lends itself to space and what we cover here, extraterrestrials and God? Well, of course. <laughs> Doctor oh, Who. I mean, yeah, the Doctor Who series. I mean, you're talking about uh, – basically at least 11, I think it's up to the 13th Doctor Who and it's a very very long series in regards to it's gone through the regeneration of 13 different doctors and the current doctor is actually a woman and uh, she transits through outer space and through dimensional time and basically traverses back in our own physical history and lands in various places to observe various experiences and so on and so forth and then also they they in turn also actually interact at times with different civilizations and different planets and different galaxies and so forth. So it interjects both the extraterrestrials or alien life forms as well as interacting with mankind from different perspectives in different times and different historical events so that in turn they can either play out or add to or or detract from a particular historical event that happened in history so that in turn they can change or modify outcomes because they are time lords, they are time travelers. So therefore, from their perspective, time is is, is a waterway to them. They can inter- interject themselves at any given point in time historically in the timeline of, you, you could say, creation itself or the universe or a multiverse or whatever way you wish to vision it because, again, 
the possibilities are somewhat endless simply because the time lords uh, were established on one particular planet. That particular planet blew up eventually, and of course the time lords scattered, and they went to other planets in different civilizations, and of course they he travels around in what would appear on the outside to be a physical English phone box. And on the outside, it looks like, you know, it's a blue box with, you know, very con- concrete dimensions and everything else. However, when you open the door to the box, you're stepping inside this humongous vessel that has all kinds of levels and all kinds of storage areas and all kinds of everything else. So it's a matter of, like, changing perspective. You, you would expect you, that you open a door to a phone booth to be a very small area. Instead, this turns out to be a complete time-traveling vessel on the inside, and it changes all the parameters of perception. And yes, it is very scientific in a a manner of speaking, but it is also mainly science fiction because they visit all kinds of different places and all kinds of different races and all kinds of different periods in time and even show and interject how certain civilizations of other alien beings interjected themselves into mankind's personal history. So it's like they they go in and out of time to defeat or remove the influence that these alien beings actually projected into the historical timeline of mankind and basically defeat them in some way so that in turn they don't have access to completely controlling mankind. So there's all kinds of different, uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of different time lords. They all have each a given in, different individual uh, personality and everything, and they each have uh, several different series um, in regards to, you know, where they explore and what is covered in that particular series and so on and so forth. And this has probably been going on now for, I'm going to guesstimate at least 10 years, all right? So it's a very all-inclusive series, and like I said, the current Doctor Who, as far as I know, is a woman. I have not kept up with all of it because I haven't had the time to invest in it, but again, it too has very, very uh, stern ratings in the science fiction uh, perspective, and that is a BBC or British broadcasting creation. Um, and that's where well, it comes from, British Broadcasting I've, Communications. I've watched it from the time I believe it began, and I tried to stay with it all these years, but I didn't know that the 13, I'm on Digital Spy, and it says, Doctor Who Season 13 trailer, when can we see it? It says there's probably no footage to speak of, but they hope for 2021. So they've got Doctor Who 50th Anniversary still book on Blu-ray, but I'm looking if I can find uh, where we can know for sure when it's coming out again. So what have you been watching recently? Something on Blu-ray or on tar- the TARDIS uh, instructions or, you know, what have you yeah, been watching? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually got a few Blu-ray DVDs that do actually contain an entire series. Okay, of a, of a given Doctor Who, I only have about four of them, I believe. So I have not collected as of yet the entire series. Um, I don't know that I will actually collect the entire series because, like you, I have followed it for the most part. But I do have, of course, a particular favorite Doctor Who, which I'm sure by now everyone has adapted 
or adopted a particular favorite Doctor Who, which would make sense because, you know, you, you, you tend to go towards a person that gravitates towards you personality-wise and, you know, physicality-wise and all that kind of good stuff. And um, But it is, it is an almost endless adventure because I'm not sure exactly how many hours of broadcast taping that was actually done in order to create all the previous 12 Doctor Who's. I would imagine well, it's right still. here. The BBC has confirmed that a 10-month production block because of the number of episodes had been cut from 11 episodes to 8 due to the restrictions imposed by the pandemic. But it says, we are filming, said Chibnall in his column. I don't think anyone on the production said, we're hoping for 2021. Let me see. Uh, it, it jumped. Uh, you know how the, the commercials are, the uh, captions in between yeah. the, they jumped right. on me. But uh, however, it's safe to say that the next season will likely introduce more season-long arcs like the Timeless Child, Lone Cyberman. In fact, Timeless Child Reveal actually set up some whole new mysteries who will run over into the future seasons, including the Doctor's true origin and the nature of the Division organization. So BBC, it looks like it has, um, says, and look, there's the Doctor, there's the TARDIS and he places, just seeing that lifts the soul. She's on, it's New Adventures, she's back saving people and worlds. Okay, so yes, I'm looking at a, um, uh, she's a woman, blonde, looks like she may have brown or brunette roots and dark eyebrows. So this, uh, have you seen the one with, I've never seen the one, I've always had a woman uh, sidekick, you know, like Batman and Robin, but it looks like a female, Doctor Who season release, when will it air? Well, they say that, but then they don't say that. (laughs) It's a cliffhanger. So it just says we're hoping for 2021, not placing bets. So, uh, let's see. I don't think anyone on any production team right now would claim the new processes are easy because making television dramas one fell swoop, demanding that it's, uh, it's more demanding than it's ever been. And that's before you factor in the Doctor Who extras like monsters, stunts, and Welsh weather. So the crew has been just through the most brutal week of weather out on a location. So I think they're still soaking wet from the previous Friday. So it's been weather. So they're getting weather like we are over here, but uh, apparently they're making it over there in Welshland. But uh, I'm just reading what I can grab here on Digital Spy. So uh, I like to look at Digital Spy. They've got TV, movies, soaps, tech, and news. And then they got a form and then a newsletter, which we're going to set up too, folks, for our Ericop, because we cover so many topics that uh, I'm trying to get my broadcasting down to fewer nights right now because I'm doing books. I'm getting back into writing my own books again. So we are broadcasting. We're live streaming, but I also make videos, educational videos about who we are and what we're doing in social media. And I'm not taking on any other clients right now, but you're welcome to join us with Richard here, who is uh, sponsoring as the honorary president the recruiting tool for that, ACO Club. And you can go to patreon.com, which is where we're sending most of our creators doing movies and TV and singing, our artists, we're visual and performing artists. 
and the spoken word, of course, for our digital and our oral uh, speaking. But we'll be more than glad to help you get started if you have a, a way inside you that wants to do some of this stuff in this reality, if you've been called to do that. Uh, not everybody is, and we understand that, but I do help those as a counselor and a consultant and uh, work with a lot of different people. And you can go on IMDb. I've got TJ Morris Agency on IMDb. And then uh, Richard here is helping me uh, with my metaphysics on Wednesday. And Sunday we have our church. It's sort of like uh, walking into the Doctor Who uh I guess phone booth, if you've watched that, or trying to go on the Star Trek vessel, uh, our Voyager. But we're doing our best to introduce you to what we're discussing and putting it together. Uh, we'll put it together on Eric Hop. And uh, one of me, Richard, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm, I'm just cutting out some background noise. Oh, okay. Well, uh, folks, I like to discuss a show to help put sort of a direction in mind, but also to keep you advised, uh, this uh, way of uh, bringing in our entertainment and what we do in reality, but try to give you some observations while you're doing your own sci-fi or researching or exploring your own mind. We work in the uh, pop culture uh, writing and, uh, you know, we subscribe to a lot of things, but We'll just go ahead and make us a blog to discuss what we do on these radio shows and put our radio show and then maybe a YouTube up. And there's just, I used to have so many of these domains. But, uh, you know, here's something that says, debris fails to establish a dynamic duo worth rooting for in the way pilot of X-Files did with Scully and Mulder. I beg to disagree. They've got these two either coming together or... Her, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting how they're pulling together, and then this last one I saw was sort pulling them apart. But let me see what this critic said here about. Uh, well, see, Richard and I are male and female. It works complementary. Uh, we'll see how well we do for the next few years. But you know, I always had Janet and Tommy, but uh, now I've got me and me and Rich now. But we may be bringing on a few more people from time to time to help us. So time. We have, uh, I have up here the Wanderers and the Dwellers, but I don't know. Now, M16 and CIA are working together on this debris. But they say uh, these endeavors include CBS's weak adaptation of Stephen King's Under the Dome, NBC's post apocalyptic revolution where the world has lost electricity in the future, Fox's Alcatraz with vanished prisoners and guards, and ABC's unsuccessful sci fi. The Whispers, Time After Time, Emergence, The Crossing, after achieving moderate success with Manifest. Oh, yeah, Manifest is coming back, too. The Missing Plane, up to five years later, and the passengers hadn't had a age today. So NBC is risking it all with debris, which doesn't lean enough to its concept right enough yet, with their eyes of steaming platforms. So this, uh, I wonder who this person is. Let me go up here and see the byline. Is there a byline for this person, or? Because it didn't stand out. Usually I'll look to see a byline because I'm a journalist by trade, but let's see. Uh, besides other hats. No, it's not a interesting. They don't have a byline. Hmm. Huh. 
Very interesting. I guess they just write, maybe it's the editor for AB Club. Home, uh, NBC Debris needs to embrace. Okay, here it is. Saloni Gajar. Uh, Saloni, she's got 30121. Oh, really? And she's got one of those, I don't know what it's called, a, a hub job or, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Saloni Gajar, she's got one of those things on her head. Black sounds, uh, a hijab? Guys, that's embarrassing. I study all the world religions, and when it comes to the, I can't remember how to say it. <laughs> but anyway, she uh, is working here for this company, DS, or Digital Spy. But uh, folks, we'll do our best to have our own creation with our own brands and our own visibility. We won't have our own television show anytime soon, but we will be writing uh, some of our own books, and maybe we may, but I am doing the videos and putting education on Psychic Network, Psychic Channel Network, T.J. Morris Agency, T.J. Morris American. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, with Richard, ACO Club on YouTube. So uh, I post different ones, different places, and uh, but I can't do as many. I used to go 35 to 75. I had a really huge marketing and promotion and the teams, all social media. Facebook, they they all seem to leave and go to Facebook. And it's been very interesting because a lot of the really heavy researchers, that some of them have started doing radio. But, you know, we have a lot of UFO radio shows. So, you know, podcasting has gotten to be more and more popular than ever before. So, oh, yeah. uh the Psychic Network, I know you guys know that we do readings, and those are the most popular with the most people. But uh, I've got tomorrow's my daughter's birthday, the oldest one I had, and I've never given her time of day most of her life, you know, since she was a child because I was working all the time with the government in and out of country, and then I was in Hawaii. And I got her in a movie when I, in California. She flew out to be in the movie. With my other daughter, we went to Giorgio Armani parties, and I was the psychic for a lot of famous people And uh, at that time. But I was living in Hawaii. But uh, she's having a – her other sister that lives here in Gulf Breeze is giving her parties tomorrow for lunch, and it will be most of the afternoon. So I'm going to miss tomorrow, but Richard and I will be back Sunday. Uh, and Richard – uh, I didn't see anybody come today, any of your guests, so you you may want well to let them bring your guests on Wednesday or Sunday. Well, do you want to explore Saturday with the, all the paranormal groups? You know, all the all the ones that are doing um, ghost hunting per se, or exploring hauntings and that kind of thing. Um, you know, we could open Saturday for paranormal explorations strictly. For that one given topic alone, which, I mean, even that is quite a bit because it's just mentioned that a lot of people are doing broadcasts and, uh, you know, blog spots and, and, and recording through um, cameras and stuff, and stuff of that nature. And, you know, it used to be that these investigations were all, of course, experience, live experience uh without all of the technology that has come forward. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have all this, all these different various uh, electrical devices that uh, 
created, um, you know, different energy fields or recorded different streams of, of the magnetic energy that's in the room or recorded EVPs, which most people cannot personally hear uh, via recording devices and things of that nature, or even open uh, white noise unto spirit beings so that in turn, you know, they can actually talk to the given individuals that are conducting the investigation. Because this also has, has grown up in quite a large proportion. There are hundreds of such groups now. Uh, I have been in touch with three or four of them uh, kind of sporadically. Um, and I do have at least one guest that has actually formed one of these uh, ghost hunting groups, uh, Southeastern uh, Paranormal Society, which I believe, if I remember right, is um, out of, anyway, he's out of one of the southern states, I don't remember specifically, but uh, he's been in it for over 20 years, so he's got quite a dialogue, and of course, um, he has, you know, has agreed to come on radio with it, with us if we so choose to want to interview him. We just have to tell him the date and the time because he's he's fully open in regards to his scheduling to a large extent. Um, if we wanted to do that now, I mean, that's just an option that we have. We may want to wait until later. You know, I mean, again, develop, developing all of these radio shows and all of these various topics, of course, takes quite a bit of time and energy. And my hat's off, of course, to Teresa because she creates all these uh, web pages and, and, and designs them all and, and has to put them up, you know, at least a good 24 hours, if not further in advance to these various radio shows that are being produced, which in turn the radio shows themselves are also being broadcast on various media platforms and so forth. And of course, all of this costs money, and of course it all takes time and energy to design and, and produce all of this. So as you might imagine, you know, like, uh, TJ is officially retired in some aspects and quite going full board like a train at 90 million miles a minute on other fronts. So <laughs> we have the church foundation, of course, that is to welcome all of you in unconditional love, regardless of your path or tradition. And, yes, that will absolutely be our um, foundational uh, radio show on Sundays, without a doubt. And like, like Teresa mentioned, you know, uh, Wednesdays, of course, can be uh, remain devoted to metaphysics. Thursdays, of course, we'll do uh, many readings when life allows because naturally, again, that takes a great, of, a great amount of energy um, from the readers themselves as well as those that in turn, you know, are calling in to ask their questions. Unfortunately, it can only be many readings. If you want a full reading, you are welcome to contact either Teresa or myself, and we will give you a full-on spiritual reading, um, whether it be through psychic impression, um, since... Uh, Teresa is also very psychically gifted and has been for a very long time, if probably more than likely all of her life, just like myself. However, uh, psychic gifts and spiritual abilities seem to come up and become foremost in a given person's life at a given particular moment in their own awareness expansion and, and basically adventure, you could say, as far as writing their own story is concerned. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, you know, we could do um, 
Uh, oh, yes, of course. Friday is dedicated to ufology and all the UFO groups out there, and that may be, again, something we develop down the line. And, of course, we can expand out on the paranormal on Saturday. But like I said, uh, our Sundays are definitely a definite, and our Wednesdays should be definitely a definite. And, of course, for your own uh, live entertainment and so forth, we will go ahead with Thursdays at least as often as we possibly can and may even invite and include an additional reader here and there. Quite a, quite a compliment of all of these things going on. And then, like uh, Teresa said, we've got the ACO Club, which is a master umbrella of numerous different organizations that uh, Teresa has introduced into cyberspace over the last 30 years. And she has been quite influential in a lot of different circles of uh, entertainment and a lot of different circles of uh, society in regards to all the exploration of all these various facets and given ideals um and this is you know to me it's just absolutely amusing and brainstorming and all this kind of thing because you know like uh teresa said we've only been friends now for well we've known each other on linkedin <laughs> for approximately four years but as far as actually interacting with each other on a daily basis that's only been over the last maybe three months at the very most Thank can we talk about that? Because people meet on social media, and some may never talk. I mean, I've got friends, if they want to be my friend, I'll look at their Facebook, but I get a lot of them every day from people that it'll be men that look like they're, but I've learned to tell the ones that are real and the ones that aren't, not just the military, because most military aren't on there, but they have oil, they're all working offshore oil or I don't know, but there's just a way to tell folks, and you can look back at who their friends are, right? So let's talk about that, because not everybody is our friend. But for social media, we had to grow through that, and they're splintering it. And I did put that in our discussion today, Richard. we got about 30 okay. minutes left. So it says we're about thriving and surviving, which I just now got through breaking up a big cat fight, two big old cats. Neither one of them are mine, but I – uh had to go out there and do that, so I'm a little out of breath. But I just oh, wouldn't quit, quit, quit. Yeah. Wow. Finally got one. Two males. It is. Although yeah. two females might get into it more heavily than males. No, they usually... were males. They ah. were males. But Tom, anyway, all right. So let's go back to uh, the time travelers and dwellers and wanderers. I put in there. But now, uh, do you know anything about the dwellers versus the wanderers? Because uh, in the love and light community, uh, they may call them a uh, dweller or a wanderer. And I think Dolores Cannon, there was a Dweller 2001 film, but that turned out to be a horror film, I think. But uh, a person or animal that lives in a specified place. But uh, the type I'm talking about is travelers that come and go for a certain amount of time. And... uh, I just wondered what you would think because uh, uh, the, the waves that uh, Marcy talked about, uh, you know, uh, Dolores Cannon talked about too, uh, the way, the blue indigo and the, uh, the indigo children, and a lot's been made up in the New Age community, whether people believe it or not. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can discuss that they may or may not believe about people in general. But we do our best to uh, present the facts, folks, but we do collect the best facts we can but we also know about shadow people and working on detective things that just defy together as researchers at least we've compared notes Richard and I 
on some things, but the dweller definition says a dwe- city dweller or a, dr- or a slum dweller is a person who lives the kind of place or house indicated, but they have uh, the uh, travelers in and out of dimensions in existence. And there was actually one, a really good show called Travelers. Let me see if that's someone I'm thinking about. It says Canadian television series. Where, did you ever watch that, Richard? Um, no, but I, I did. I did do quite a bit of following a Quantum Leap, and Quantum Leap is sort of kind of addressing all of uh, the subject matter that you just presented. Because Quantum Leap, of course, was the utilization of a device that was controlled by a third-party consciousness that actually took a, a given human being and transposed their spiritual essence from one body into another body into various dates and times in our um, historical events and so on and so forth. And, could, and, and, you know, it was fascinating from the, the aspect being that this one given person is on a pathway or traveling to get back to their own regular existence because when they got transposed or lifted out of their original physical selves, they got onto this um, portal way, you could say, that in turn – uh, produces uh, a flash of energy, and then the next thing you know, they look in the mirror and they're entirely someone different, and they're seeing themselves. But outwardly, they're, they they could be either be if if in fact they're actually male, they could actually be in the body of a female, and they interact and and, and ex, you know experience all kinds of life events and so forth down through time. And of course, it's called quantum leap simply because. Uh, you could say that the person's spiritual essence is jumping from one body to another body to another body to another body and from one reality to another reality and re- and so on and so forth and is in lo- in looking constantly to be reunited with their own body in their own time so that they could continue their own life experience as themselves rather than all these given individuals in various times and consequential experiences and so forth and of course he has a guide that kind of sort of controls uh the limitations of the device as far as actually sending him to a given point in time and tries to guide him or tell him exactly what the mission is that he's there to uh unfold with at a given moment in that particular experiential set of circumstances and so forth so Quantum Leap is, is very good. Uh, of course, it's syndicated now. I don't believe it's any further in production because I do believe it was like uh, six six uh, uh, series, basically, or six, you know, and um, I'm not, I believe it was broadcast or created rather here in the United States originally. Um, but that's an interesting series, and it will also help you identify with a lot of the various uh, terminology that we're using in regards to, you know, being able to physically, well, experientially explore and hop from one body and one existence and one experienced uh, timeline at a given time, similar to a Time Lord, other than the fact that the Time Lord always resonates and keeps in harmony with their own given body up until the time they have to regenerate, at which time uh, they go through like an alchemical process and actually regenerate their entire physical selves and become someone else. Well, the travelers 
were like a, a future being that helped balance the universes, uh, but they would only come into our existence, our 3D form here on the planet, from uh, possibly, well, let me put it, what I understood, these people were going to die anyway. They had a brain aneurysm or were going to die of cancer. They wait till they come in. They would walk. They'd be like walk-ins, you know, come into their okay. body as right. a fully complete human consciousness. But uh, it's only had like it's, the fans wonder why it was canceled on Netflix. But as usual, they're fighting usually over who's going to have it. You know what the, the programs. But it said. Uh, right. I really enjoyed it. Let me see. Uh, to uh, Eric McCormick was the actor. He says to all fellow travelers, and then I'm looking to see, but uh, it says why has travelers been canceled? Netflix has not announced for reasons for bringing the popular show to an end after three seasons. So it, now it shows some people in floor, but hey, my fellow. First of all, let me say a huge thank you for your ravenous response to season three worldwide. It's really gratifying to all of us, Eric McCormick. And then it says, but for now, Protocol 5, much love from 3468 in the 21st century. Fans are wondering whether the show will be canceled ever since the Watchers. Traveler season three finale was seemed to take, to totally reboot the show. But the Traveler season four, has it been made, would have been granted totally new timeline separated from the rest of the gang so the closing moments of travelers you know what it is is if they've got a good starring role for a man a leading man and a leading woman that work together and they always try to put a man and woman together if they want to be successful is uh and now it'll be a, a woman or male of color which we all know that's just the season and time of this world we're in right now is to uh you know be more aware of the travelers so i can see it said uh, season three release date cast, but no four or five. So, folks, uh, sci-fi and fantasy, those are big platforms and genres that we support. And you liked The Witcher. or it was Stranger Things and The Witcher have proved popular. But uh, Manifest is going to come back out. Of course, Survivor, which I, I like. But that Survivor is just human reality. I like a lot of reality shows. But uh, we separate reality from... Uh, historical, but I like to human. It's more social science, maybe philosophy and social science, and how you know we do follow certain people. But we've always liked to look at the perfect man and woman, and we also like the archetypes and to have our superheroes. Isn't that right, Richard? <laughs> oh, definitely. Mr. Green Lantern, X Men, and 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 you know uh, the <laughs> Avengers. And, you know, all these different superheroes, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Green Lantern, just all, you know, and these are, a lot of them are from back in the 60s that have been progressively moved forward in creation and timeline. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of epic movies out there. Um, Wolverine, of course, has been uh, now segmented out into five or six different movies of his own um, and and all kinds of different things. So, So, yeah. Fortunately, um, Hollywood really needs a very, very imaginative and very expansive producer and director at this point in time because what's happened in the last few, uh, say, 10 years or so as a trend is we're seeing remakes or 
you know, recuperations of a lot of older movies that have, you know, a new cast has been in, introduced and the same plots and everything in the original movie is being done over again to a certain extent, but more advanced in regards to being more relevant to the here and now to when the period was that they were originally made back in, you know, the 70s or 80s or 90s. We're now, you know, seeing movies that have the same stream of thought and the same imagination that created ideally the same formats that they portrayed, but only now, of course, moved forward a bit into the here and now. And, well, they um, like to keep so, the same writers, don't they? It's a union, and uh, the best writers may use the same thought thread, but anything you can possibly think of has been thought of before. But we have a new twist on how to come up with something uniquely different. But this, I'm a Travelers fan and an X-Files, and I guess the X-Files didn't take off good either. But now we have a podcaster for the X and the Dark X and you know different people that are coming as humans interviewing other people in podcasting. So there's the interview and then there's the conversations like Richard and I are having. And then there's a, you know, roundtable discussions on topics, but there's all kind of ways to do that. But, uh, you know, we'll always be discussing at least one or two TV shows because Richard and I are both authors and writers and uh, we write our own books, but I haven't written a real sci-fi book. So I thought Richard and I could do one, even though we're spiritual first, I guess, but we're consultants second. We're spiritual counselors first and readers, but and we've got our church on Sunday we've started, which is very unique for our universal life coaches and all things allowed by by law and universe unity and diversity, which is said a lot. But Richard, uh, the we both talked about Sunday when Gigi came on. We both had broken our necks and our back. So folks, not everybody that's spiritual has the same. Uh, uh, Problems are, uh, I guess, there are things that happen to them. Challenges, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Physical challenges so that we, we turn- under, that we undertake or signed up for as a spirit, thinking we, you know, we are invincible, and then we get down here to earth, and all of a sudden, oh, did I sign up for this? <laughs> yeah, I really, uh, I knew I signed up for one of the last ones that uh, it was for communication purposes. And, uh, you know, watching how to communicate. Uh, but maybe we should talk a little bit about um, about uh, how to how to fit in now. Although things change constantly, folks. So the best thing I can do is tell you to adapt and overcome to your surroundings. And if you don't like your surroundings, then move. Start walking and just keep walking, you know. But let's hope you're not out in the desert. But you can, you know, move and change if it's possible to uh, change your surroundings. By the easiest way is to move away from the situation you're in, which can seem almost impossible to some people that groove up in cultures. But this uh, TV situation, this watching shows is like, yes, it's somewhat of an escape, but we need that to help us in ways that only if you've been out of body, the imagination allows you to go anywhere. And, you know, we've got, uh, (laughs) we've got to understand that there are beings coming and going and they've never stopped. Okay. 
And some may be shapeshifters, and some may come back, and some people don't believe that. But, you know, I've seen things in this reality that I would never have thought had I been not with my logical as an investigator or trained mind as far as logic and reasoning. But, you know, I got accused of having a strong imagination, and it used to offend me, but... Not now that I've gotten older and see how important your imagination is and what Einstein and Tesla and all these people have done with their imaginations and how they spoke of it. So, uh, Richard, on the extraterrestrial side of people we work with, uh, I like the men in black. I didn't start that, but I did put out a YouTube on the beginning of uh, how we got on some of it, at least, and books and how we think of men in black but these people come and go in my life and some of them just appear out of nowhere and then disappear again it's it's amazing just like extra terrestrial uh observances of unidentified flying objects or uaps and we call those unidentified anomalous phenomena but you know i tracked that story for years back in the beginning with uh, NICAP and uh, Don Berliner and uh, oh, several other people. And Jan Aldrich has come on with the history of all the people that are sort of underground. But I saw Jan on a few more radio shows, so he must be making the circuit on the UFO radio shows out there. But we will cover more extraterrestrials and radio and people. Now, I know Gigi mentioned her story, but she didn't get to go into detail. So maybe she'd like to discuss that. I don't know if you want to do that on Sunday or not, but maybe on Wednesday, you know, she could. This would be the. Then she think Wednesday discuss more supernatural uh, and metaphysics. What do you think well, I, on Wednesday? Maybe. Yeah, that, that, that's what that's what I would say. That the dividing uh, between the attention span or the focused point of view, or the focused particular educational. Sharing, you know, uh, Wednesdays we reserve, of course, for metaphysics, which is a huge umbrella, covers completely all of it. Okay, so you could, you might find us talking about one topic on Wednesday and then another topic, an entirely different topic from a spiritual perspective on Sunday. And, uh, you know, Wednesday has endless possibilities and so does Sunday because both topics, both metaphysics as a topic and spirituality as a topic, are just the endless, there's just endless possibilities not only from a sharing of experience wise but also from a sharing of knowledge wise and all of these kind of different things so those two are definitely an absolute you know i would say poured in concrete more or less um and you know i i would uh bless Gigi. Uh, i've known her for 10 years uh she is a screenwriter she does produce stage plays in atlanta and she has gy's G-I-W-I-S-E Productions LLC out of Atlanta and like I said, uh, you know, she's a wonderful screenwriter and who knows in some future adventure we might even use her screenwriting talents and convert one of our books into an actual movie if we so choose Um, because this is what TJ does, she converts screenwriting and screenplays into actual stage productions, and now she's also involved in actually writing a pair of movies. I don't have all the details as to what the movies are. But, uh, yeah, I consider her a sister from another mother, just as I consider you a sister from another mother. And that's the way I I look at it, and, you know, that's the perspective we're running with, simply because, you know, 
uh, we get to know each other at an appointed time in a crossroads at our, in our lives, you could say. Uh, so we are travelers, and we have uh, conjoined to meet at a given point in time in each of our lives, and we have a specific project in hand that we intend to unravel or create or what have you. And so this is this is what's going on with Teresa and I, and I do believe that uh, Gigi will also uh, step up to the plate and, and offer a great deal of enthusiasm and creativity and add to our uh, spiritual conversations on Sunday. And, what did uh, you, you know, say her site was? She didn't offer any of that. Or, or didn't I have know time that's what that. I was trying. To, that's what I was trying to get her uh, to promote she? herself on uh, the last broadcast we had with her well, on her Sunday. Well, Janet would get it's, along good by not mentioning that stuff because Janet doesn't yeah, like to mention anything. Right, I, I know. But, I'm different. I want people to know how to get in touch with We talk. I want right. them to be able to get G-wise, in touch with us. Right, G-Wise it? Productions. G-I-W-I-S-E uh, Productions.com. Because I didn't even know how to get in touch with her. I found... Just now, G Y Wise Productions UK. Uh, no. Mine's not coming up. G G Y G I Wise or G Y? Yeah, G I G I W I S E G Wise Productions But you're saying G I like a like the old Joe G I. Yeah, G I as in yeah as in government informant or government intelligence or whatever. DIYs Productions. Okay. Yeah. Dot com or dot. Or it com. might be gwise.com. The word productions may not even be in there. Yeah, I don't see it. There's GoWise Products. Product GoWise no. USA. No. Now you'll have to ask her what it is because uh, too many are. I'll, 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 I'll get back with you and we can, you know, um, advertise it on Sunday. Uh, although I do expect or look forward to her possibly joining us this upcoming Sunday as well. Um, uh, uh, you know, the invite was out today, but I mean, you know, people's lives change drastically moment to moment, and you never know, you know, what's going to come up or what may come forward. And sometimes, you know, things interfere with what you ideally want to do. They get in the way, and then you can't do what you really wanted to do because you're busy attending other things that oftentimes involve other persons or other even other family members and so forth. You think it could be GGY's production? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Maybe it's just G. Maybe it's just GYs without the I. Maybe it's just G W I S E. I don't know, but when I. Uh, anyway, I'll find it and get back with you on it because, like I said, I haven't uh, explored it out all the way myself because naturally she and I converse quite frequently by phone. Uh, yeah, GY's graduation of women in science and engineering. I can come close, but no cigar. So she'll have to come and tell us who she is. And I, why don't you ask her like out most people? Send her bio and her, and her you know, is she on LinkedIn? I mean, we did a show uh, I'm with sure her. She, I'm sure she we is. Uh, we didn't get much know. information on her. She's still a... Well, um, I asked her to share, but, you know, she felt put on the spot, and, you know, so she was trying to add spiritual comments and share spiritual experiences and spiritual points of view, and uh, that was about as far as we got, you know? Yeah. But it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Well, good. 
yeah, she'd like to come back and we can figure out who she really is. <laughs> She's a nice lady. So this time maybe she won't wear a mask. But it says, do you want me to invite Gigi to join us? And I was like, of course, yes. So, yes, please. So, what happened to Marcy? Is she working now? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we shouldn't be discussing this on the air. We should keep this conversation between ourselves. Well, it's the last few minutes, uh, folks. So, well, yeah, yeah. Marcy Cossett is, is basically still out there, and she's still oh, available yeah. to two tones on a one-on-one session and that kind of thing. And you can reach out to her. Uh, through Marcy Kostich on LinkedIn, through Marcy Kostich on uh, Facebook. So she's still um, with us. She just didn't come uh, She's still with us. She's just falling to the background right now because she's tending to uh, life matters, basically speaking. You know, I mean, we each get get challenged income-wise, and we have to devise a means for resources income-wise in order to support our other uh, pastimes, such as, you know, the radio or such as writing or watching movies and all that kind of good stuff. Right. Now, what do you, what is today? Today is Wednesday, and I used to watch Survivor, so I don't know what we're going to do today, but I'll put join us on Patreon.com. Uh, well, today's Wednesday, and I, and I like the mass Singer, and I also I have caught a bit of the mass Dancer, but I'm not so thrilled with that as much as I was the mass Singer. And now they've come out with a new one, and it's, uh, let's see here, it's the... Guess, guess what their occupation is, or something. That's the gist of it, anyway. I, I'm trying to pull forward the name. I've of watched it. it. I've watched it, and, uh, and I like I that. I like that see, too. You know. I haven't really got to see. Uh, and of course, I, guess, I love I love Ellen DeGeneres in her uh, evening presentations. Uh, the extreme games, I think, is what she gets into because naturally she's also got her talk show that views in the afternoons, and she also has uh, the game of games, I think is what it's called, and she invents all kinds of crazy games for contestants out of the audience to participate in, and it's fun too. It's it's very lively and comical and everything like that because, you know, you, you, need, you need a bit of comedy just like you need a bit of seriousness, just like you need a bit of romance, just like you need a bit of sci-fi, and just like you need a bit of intellectualism. Course, well, um, I watched The Bachelor, and uh, now, now she was from New York, uh, Louisiana, right? Uh, Ellen yeah. DeGeneres, and uh, yep. I'm from Louisiana, so I thought that was cool. And I spent uh, 10 years in Louisiana, so I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as you doing a good job of sharing all this, uh, these topics that not everybody will share because uh, most people that study this stuff are really, really deep, are already gurus, or I don't know, they've they've put so much money into their own spiritual uh, journey, and uh, they're really not out here trying to teach. But we got called by the ascended masters and. The ascension, I got called during my uh, calling and election made sure at the front of the church. So I know I was called and then trying to help. You know, like I said, I enjoy television, and I plan on doing my part, you know, to uh, help promote it, especially ones I like. And I didn't realize that, you know, that some of these needed our help. So if you're into the sci-fi fantasy or niche genres, please get in contact with us, and maybe we'll have you talk about, what you know best on one of the shows or just I'd love to have a show dedicated just to marketing and promoting certain shows for we could build our community up 
uh, with this well, little trash But I mean, paranormal. again, that's going to come down the line once we've identified, you know, who's really needing the help and, you know, are genuine and authentic in their need and also are genuine and authentic in what they're attempting to do or attempting to produce. Uh, right. Unfortunately, you know, especially in cyberspace, there, there are so many yeah. scammers and there's so many fakes and all this kind of stuff. So you just have to be very discerning, you know. Um, That's true. Well, folks, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, please look at our niche genres with ACO Club and get in touch with Richard Knight and uh, Richard Knight Rider. I've got the Knight Rider. I think that was a car at one time, wasn't it? The Knight yes, Rider? Yes, it was. <laughs> It was a series uh, with David writer. Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy to remember your name. That's uh, Richard Knight, right? Ah. But uh, anyway, we can be of service. Let us know. Uh, you know, we all need more money, that's for sure. But, you know, if we all fill our cups half full, then we can help each other at least hopefully motivate some people because w- one thing I've learned, the world keeps going. So, we're all here, and we're all on our own journeys and our own paths as individual. And it's nice to pass people on the spiritual journey up the mountain. And some people will have rocks in the road they got to go around, or you know. But we're here. Sometimes we have to pick those rocks up and move them, you know. But we're here, and uh, look for us, uh, American Communications Online, and that's our hosting and audio, video, and helping you with your business to business. And Richard and I get our books out there pretty soon, too. And we're going to get all organized here on at least two or three websites. But, you know, there'll be the – this one today says ACO Club Era Cop Journal 2021, Time Travelers, Dwellers, Wanderers, and uh, E.T. and Aliens. So I guess I'll have to put something about X-Files or something. But uh, you know what I mean. And so we have a lot of events doing different things, paranormal. But uh, I, I seem to have made a name as a as a announcer and as a person by death and dying in some groups and others with my extraterrestrial stories of uh, working with people in other, I guess you'd say, dimensions. But this one, too. So, Richard, thanks for covering the dimensions. I think you did a great job. Uh, so we got off just talking about a few friends of ours at the end of the show, and I find no reason not to do that because we're doing our best to build a team and we're not trying to be like anybody else. But, you know, that's True. life, folks. Uh, we're different, and uh, I've been doing this since 2012. And it's still I still seem to stay in spirituality for one topic and paranormal another, but I have been asked to uh, expand the expanse for this particular domain with T.J. T. Uh, into social science and metaphysics of physics, which we're doing our best to do. So, and for our writers and our authors club, which I've always had, and our imprint is Timely Manor Books. As if anybody's interested in uh, doing your ebooks and oral books, it's Timely Manor Books, and uh, that's our imprint for my company, T.J. Mars Publishing. So just let me know, and I'll help you any way I can get that book edited. Right now, Richard and I have some writing to do on our spiritual work and our paranormal Men in Black story. So hope you guys look forward to that. And you can look me up on Teresa J. Mars on Amazon.com or Lulu.com, either way, or T.J. Mars. All right. Well, join us uh, Sunday for sure. And uh, if Richard and I book somebody on the Paranormal Saturdays, we just haven't. uh, We've had a lot of people, but they're all on LinkedIn and they're all 
trying to get with me, so <laughs> we just got to get the dates set up. Thank you, Richard, yep. again. It was very informative. You're a very informed person, and I think you do a good job with the dimension. So we look forward to all those in the future, Richard. We may unpack all the stuff you talked about. I guess each one of those would be a – how many – 16 you covered? Did you cover all the way up yep. to 16? So yep. those those are 16 hours right there. Each one gave them an hour and broke down each one. Go, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go visit. But <laughs> of course, I'm going to have to channel in order to, to bring home the actual dimension itself. In other words, resonant, create the resonance and the vibration in order to be authentic as representing that specific dimension because naturally there's a lot of questions you're going to ask simply because they are way beyond our normal experience. And opening up portals, too. We haven't started our – we got Portal to Stargate, which is a big name I've got uh, out there. Oh, yeah, Stargate's another great series, you know? Oh, that's right. A whole thing on Stargate, too. I hope that comes back. So, Well, folks, just let us know what your favorite stories are. Of course, Philip K. Dick, you know, is uh, Total Recall and Blade Runner and – uh, the Minority Report and uh, Time something, I forgot, but so many out yep. there. But uh, let us know, folks, uh, how you want to proceed with us, and uh, we'll be here weekly. Yep. So, Feel free to reach out to Sunday. me. Feel free to mm-hmm. reach out to me on spirituality and uh, tranquility, which that's all the words, minor case, spelled out together in a line at gmail.com. That's a good way to get a hold of me. Or you can also find me on Facebook and just look for my profile, Richard Knight. And I have the Archangel Mikael on my profile holding a sword pointing towards the ground. And uh, I also run a group, which you are uh, welcome to join, which is uh, Divinely Inspired Inspirations. And that's also on Facebook. And, of course, I have a profile on, on LinkedIn as Richard T. Knight. So reach out to TJ, Teresa, or myself, uh, since we seem to each have so many hats that we're having to have different names for each hat, it would seem. (laughs) Anyway, we're all good people, and uh, we love everybody, and we appreciate all of you tuning in, and we appreciate any and all feedback you'd like to add or any conversations you'd like to have or any questions you'd like to ask or shared experiences for that matter. Anyway, we love you all unconditionally. Uh, Love and light to all. Uh, I appreciate all the time spent with you, Teresa. It's always an enjoy, a very much an enjoyed pleasure with all the knowledge we exchange and all the knowledge that we share and all the views we try to garner and generate as time goes by because, like you said, each moment constantly a change. It is. Thank you so much, Richard. All right, folks, grow and come join us, and especially any of you people out there in the metaphysical world, let us know who you are. Send your photo and your bio, tjmarsagency at gmail.com. Thank you, Richard. Here we go. See you Sunday, Richard. All right. Yo, well, take I'll, care. I'll talk to you. Yeah, All I'll right. talk to you then. I will, we'll okay. be here Sunday, folks, 4 o'clock Definitely. or 5 o'clock Eastern.
want to get used by you Some of them want to abuse you Some of them want to be abused Sweet dreams are made of Looking for something Some of them want to use you Some of them want to get used by you Some of them want to abuse you Some of them want to be of you. 